Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I'm Donna Reese, your hostess and your teacher. Today I'm excited again, of course, to be teaching about the five paragraph essay. And it will be a two part uh, broadcast because I'm going to delve into the body mostly um, this week and then next week more into the opening paragraph, the closing paragraph, uh, quotations and other skills and ta uh, expectations that are needed to complete this project. So without further ado, let's get our housekeeping out of the way. So I, this is, I'm showing right now on the screen, if you are watching on YouTube or at the Language Arts Lady blog, I am showing the teacher's notebook. This is episode number 43, and there are 43 teacher's notebooks for you, unless there are two-parters like this one, and then you'll have the same teacher's notebook for both weeks, but we'll be using different uh, pieces of it. But it is available to you at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook, um, or just where I have, there's just in the link, the tab that says how I teach. And these are available each week with each episode, and they are free lessons. So I teach you from these, and then you have these to use with your students. So there are uh, there are teachers' notebooks, free lessons for second grade through 12th grade there, um, all 38, 43 of the broadcast. So if you are listening to this episode on your podcast provider, then you will definitely want to have this teacher's notebook in front of you. <clears throat> I'm going to be pointing out the various aspects in a sample and how the outlining lines are used and so on and so forth. So it's going to be very visual. So if you're going to listen to it, I recommend that you go ahead and print your teacher's notebook or uh, bring that up on your screen and follow along. And if you are watching it, on the video, either through YouTube or at Language Arts Lady blog, then you will have the teacher's notebook in the PowerPoint presentation, but you will still want to print it so that you have it for your students and to use with your kids. So anyway, without further ado, <clears throat> a little congested today, uh, just have a lot of things going around lately. So <clears throat> I'm going to talk to you with this voice. <laughs> All right, so let's go right into the five paragraph essay for junior high and high school. Um, this comes from a book that's coming out soon, right for a month, Fairy Tales, level four. Uh, it may be uh, up at uh, Language Arts Lady store or uh, in its entirety, the, the full one month book uh, by the time you listen to this and the specific different um, lessons, the projects will be at Teachers Pay Teachers. So Language Arts Lady, you can get the composition, the whole semester long books. You can get uh, the right for a month, the one month books like this fairy tales four. And then at Teachers Pay Teachers, you can get the individual lessons. So uh, the, they're, they're available as just per project there at Teachers Pay Teachers. All right. So this is level four, and in level four in the Write for a Month series uh, and the individual projects at Teachers Pay Teachers, level four means eighth, ninth, and 10th grade. So 
uh, just like every project that I bring to you and the every um, episode, I will tell you some tricks for lowering this project so you can use it with students as young as, say, sixth grade or, you know, I guess very advanced fifth graders, but as young as sixth grade students. And then you can also take it up to 12th grade students. And I will tell you how I do that um, as we go through the lesson and just some little tweaks that you can make so that you can have this for multi-multi-level if you choose to use it in your sixth or seventh grade class, or if you choose to use it all the way up to your 11th and 12th graders. So we're gonna start here with the overview box. So uh, the overview box is the opening page to every project in Meaningful Composition, write for a month and individual projects at Teachers Pay Teachers. And it is what I like to call the expectation explanation. So it tells your students, or in the case of teachers, it helps us to come back and see what that project entails. So you can see up here, it's projects one and two, that means it lasts two weeks. And uh, of course, with the final and everything, once it goes out to the editors and it comes back, in my case, because I teach 60 students each week, that will go out to editors and I will edit on their, pay, on their checklist challenge copy. Then I'll go back to students, students will do their finals. So it's actually longer than two weeks by the time you know papers are graded and edited and sent back and then students make final copies. But uh, this tells my students exactly what the project entails for the entire two or three weeks. So we can see at the top here, um, this says three ways fairy tales help kids. That is what this project is about and what the uh, essay that I will be writing will be. And then this tells uh, a little bit more about it, the expectations. Three POB. So POB is paragraph of body. POB is paragraphs of body plus opening paragraph and closing paragraph. So they can see at a glance, they're writing about three ways fairy tales help kids. They're going to have three paragraphs for the body and they're going to have an opening paragraph and a closing paragraph. Now, this tells all the elements that this project will contain. So everything that they're expected to do. But I tell them right off the bat that this is not your assignment page. This is your overview. So you can see here at the bottom how it says this overview box, which is provided at the beginning of each project, is here to give students and teachers an at-a-glance look at the entire composition assignment. Each step of each lesson is assigned and detailed throughout the weeks. So they know right off the bat that this is not their assignment sheet. This is an overview. So usually my kids, I'll say, okay, get out your highlighters. Let's see what you're going to be doing for the next two or three weeks. And I start right here. And I say, okay, everybody go to Roman number one and highlight three ways fairy tales help kids. And I remind them, this is your topic for this project. And this is an expository essay, which means you're going to expose your reader to something. And this is the beginning, this project is the beginning of persuasive writing. So I'm just gonna, uh, again, talk about this as being on a spectrum. And I've done this before, so it's not, it's hard to visualize, but I'm gonna act like this is like a ruler or, or a, a timeline in front of me, so to speak, even though, uh, or numbers, numbers chart. And all the way to the left, we have the very, very basic essay that a student will write. So maybe in second grade, and actually that was in 
um, episode 16, where I taught the one favorite essay, the one favorite essay for elementary students. So that is the very beginning of essay writing. Actually, the very beginning of essay writing is uh, sentence writing, but let's start with this idea. Okay, so all the way to the left, we have the, the single paragraph essay. And in that episode 16, I teach you how to use that, that template, that teacher's notebook to do any kind of favorite. That particular one is the one favorite uh, concession at a circus or fair or um, amusement park or something like that. That goes, that is from the Dumbo book. Um, uh, I think it's level two, fourth, uh, fourth and fifth grade. Okay, no, I think it's all, I think it's I think it's second and third, sorry. Okay, so all the way to the left, we have that. All the way over to the right, just going all the way across this spectrum. All the way to the right, we have the class that I just taught the first semester of this school year, which is um, the timed essay. And that is broken up, that particular class uses the timed essay book of meaningful composition. Um, you could also use meaningful comp 10 to uh, nothing uh, essays only, but it that particular class half of the book is persuasive essay writing in which I teach the three P's of persuasion. So in that they learn how to get their position, how to make their points and how to get a proof for each point. So it's position points proofs. And um, they are using uh, their position to tell what they're trying to persuade. So we have, uh, we used a lot of like SAT and ACT prompts in that. Uh, so it might be something from that might be, you know, which is more important, um, hard work or talent or something like that, or what leads to success more. So it's, pre it's pretty abstract, very advanced. All right. And then, um, they have to get their position and then they have to give their three points and then the evidence for each point. And then the second half of that semester, we timed that persuasive essay. So they had to do all of that in 25 minutes. And it's, it's a very detailed class, but that is all the way to the right. And then in between that one paragraph, tell me about your favorite concession, all the way to the left, all the way over to the right for the timed essay, the three P's, you know, the persuasion with evidence, with proofs, all of that is and then somewhere in the middle, obviously we move along from the left to the right with the various levels of essay writing, persuasive writing. And so in this case, this three ways fairy tales help kids. I tell students, this is like you're on that spectrum and you're leading over to how to write persuasively. But your job in this essay is to tell the reader what three ways you think fairy tales help kids. And then to give evidence or proof in each paragraph of why you think that particular thing um, is used, by, is, makes fairy tales help kids. Okay, and so this is kind of like this is kind of in the middle right of that spectrum we're moving over to persuasion, because you are going to to tell the reader about these three ways, and you want the reader to take them in for himself, you want the reader to adopt that oh yeah I agree, these are three ways that fairy tales help kids. 
All right, so that is that is where we are at with the whole spectrum. So I tell kids in this Roman numeral one that we are exposing the reader to our topic. And we are doing that by making them adopt our beliefs as well in the case of three ways fairy tales help kids. All right, so that's just a little background there on like moving over and moving through persuasion. All right, <clears throat> let me tell you a little bit about this 131 right here and the 131 approach. I generally do not call my five paragraph essays five paragraph essays. Now I, I do to you and I, and I may do it in a blog post or whatever, but then with my students, I tell them that you won't always write a five paragraph essay. So let's call this the 131. And that means the three in the middle stands for the three paragraphs of the body. So each uh, essay in the in the case of these persuasive essays that we're writing will have three paragraphs in the in the body so one point per paragraph okay and um, so you might have three ways fairy tales help kids point one imagination point two character point three creativity or POBA POBB POBC all right then you will have something to begin your paper so that's the one here and something to close it. And that's the one there. Now, in the first half of that timed essay book that I just told you about the class that I just taught, they write full opening paragraphs. So that's this first one. And I'm going to have some materials coming out at Teachers Pay Teachers on the various types of opening paragraphs. And I'll talk more about those next week when we delve into the samples opening. So they can write an opening paragraph and they can write a closing paragraph. In the time situations, however, they only write three paragraphs for the body if they have time, 25 minutes is not very long. And then they do, they have to always have something at the beginning, something at the end. So when you, when I approach it as a five paragraph essay and we start the timer, students start with the first paragraph, the opening, and then they move to the next one, then they move to the next one, then their time is up or their time is up long before that probably. But with the one, three, one approach, they know they, that their goal is the three paragraphs of the body and then something at the beginning and something at the end. And it won't always be an opening paragraph and it won't always be a closing paragraph because this is based on you know, the assignment, obviously. Um, like uh, I might have kids say in you know, sixth or seventh grade, just write three paragraphs for the body and then their one will be a thesis statement and their other one at the end will be a thesis statement reloaded. So uh, my kids know what I mean when I say one, three, one, that they're gonna have three paragraphs per body, one, either a thesis statement or an opening paragraph and one at the end, either a thesis statement reloaded, that would be their closing sentence or a closing paragraph. All right, so uh, they are going to expose the reader here. All right, and these are some ideas. It says you may choose one given below or something else or others. You can choose something else. <clears throat> so I always like to give ideas. Um, and I've talked about this before, how you can have the student is very strong in essays. You can have the student, another student is very strong in stories. You can have another student is very strong in uh, research. And I asked my kids, like the beginning, just last week, we started next semester. And I, the first semester they had done the essay class. And I asked them, which sounds more appealing to you? Which one do you enjoy more? The essays from last time, or do you enjoy research and writing research papers? 
and um, they and I knew from first semester what they were going to say. So depending on the kind of student you are, you might have a good writer, but maybe he doesn't have good ideas for, for his uh, essays, for his uh, persuasive essays. Or maybe he's great in essays, but he needs a little uh, bit more handholding in stories. And so that is why I have all the handholding that any student would need to be successful. All right, so then we're going on to Roman, Roman numeral two, and I tell them highlight this. You're gonna do three paragraphs for the body. And then I come here and I tell them how many, Roman numeral three, how many sentences per paragraph will basic do and how many sentences per paragraph will extension students do. All right, I'm gonna pause here for a second and tell you um, how you can make this project more appropriate for younger and older. Okay, so right here, basic students, that would be like, you know, your eighth and ninth or your seventh and eighth or whatever grade student. Uh, and that is the expectation that each paragraph will have at least six sentences and some will go up to eight. Um, they could obviously always do more <laughs> right here, but not fewer. And the extension students, that would be like the ninth and 10th graders or the 10th graders will have seven to 10 sentences per paragraph. So one simple tweak that you can always make in any project is to lower the total length of the project. So in the case of a research paper, if the older kids are doing six paragraphs, I would just keep going down depending on the level as to how many paragraphs that they need. So uh, shortening or extending the length is one way that you can make it more multi-level. Now we're not going to tweak this three paragraphs because after all, it is a one, three, one or a five paragraph essay. So they're not gonna write only one paragraph for the body. So it stays here and stay with the three paragraphs. But then I come along here and I say, okay, now you sixth and seventh graders, you have to have at least five sentences in each paragraph. Or okay, you 11th and 12th graders, you have to have at least 10 sentences per paragraph. So more content is needed uh, for the older students. Younger students who have maybe four sentences or five sentences per paragraph, they don't have, they will not be developing their each point as extensively as these students who write more sentences, but they're also not maybe cognitively or um, skill based ready to really develop it as much if they're younger. So that's a tweak that will really help. I'm going to move over here to the quotes because this is another way that. Uh, I would definitely tweak this for younger and older kids. So I'm moving over to Roman numeral seven. Uh, and that is quotations within your essay. So the way this works is that this project has students putting in at least one quote. And uh, they don't have to formally cite them. They just have to include the author of the quote or tell where they got it or whatever. All right. So this let's continue with the... Uh, um, reducing the level and increasing the level here. That uh, for younger students, they'll have one quote and they can have, you know, the very simplified opening speech tag or very simplified closing speech tag in their quote. And that is taught in this lesson because all the skills that are needed for each project are taught. We give our kids the tools they need to be successful in whatever we give them to do. We don't give them something to do that we have not equipped them to do, right? Okay, so then uh, I would extend this. I would say, okay, um, you know, you 10th graders, you know, maybe you'll have two quotes anywhere. And they can put them in the opening paragraph, closing paragraph, or body. They can spread them out however they want. And then 
Um, and you guys have to have, you know, two quotes. And then 11th and 12th graders, you have to have two quotes, but you have to use two of the three advanced uh, quotation writing methods. So you have to either have uh, speech tag colon, or you have to have a split quote, or you have to have a quote that has the quote in one half of a compound and your words in another half, in the other half of the compound. So you can see just how multi-level you can make any project based on the link as well as the expectations that you have within the project. Okay, so let's move back here to Roman number four, opening paragraph. All right, everybody will write an opening. They highlight that. Everybody will write a closing. All right, and they will not cite sources, but they have to tell where they found their sources. So I want to just briefly talk about, about this time, especially students who have just written research papers, or they say, we have to have sources. I thought you said it wasn't a research paper, right? So this is where I start to explain to them, or I try to explain to them the differences between essays and reports. And, uh, you know, I tell them that there's not an imagine, there's not a, a line in the sand that separates essays from, from reports or from research reports, so to speak. As you can see here, you're gonna have an essay, but you're going to use sources. Um, but there are many, many differences between the essay and the report. And one of which is that in report writing, uh, you know, you might have to have a work cited, a bibliography, you uh, might have to have a, an extensive speech tag, you know, that says, according to the University of Phoenix, um, you know, psychology department, uh, comma, uh, um, professor and author, Dr. Steve Smith, comma, quote, um, you know, fairy tales, da, 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 da. So your citations are way more extensive in research writing. But the biggest, some of the biggest differences that they will, you know, really take and, and understand really well is that essay writing, essays are very formulaic. So that means that you have this three paragraphs in the body. You have, you're proving each paragraph, right? And then you have an opening and a closing and you are persuading somebody of something. Even in this very, very beginning persuasive three ways fairy tales help kids approach, we are still persuading kids of something. And um, then in the case of, uh, you know, research writing, that is not the case. Another thing is that essay writing, you're putting your own, um, your own uh, persuasion, your own ideas into it, right? Now we don't say, I think, uh, fairy tales help kids with their imagination. They still write in third person, but they are trying, these are things that they believe. They believe that imagination, character, and creativity are three ways that fairy tales help kids. Whereas in research writing, it is almost extens exclusively co uh, research content. In other words, everything they say in their paper came from a source in some way, right? So, and they're not trying to persuade as much. Now, obviously you can merge the, the two, right? And uh, you can have, you know, in the, in the case of the three points and the three proofs, each proof is some piece of research, 
but they are still on the on the essay part there this is what i believe i believe that uh, perseverance is more uh, uh, effective or more has more emphasis has more emphasis in success than talent does so see there in you know in any kind of essay they're still using their own belief system so to speak and in research writing we are just grabbing all the research all right okay so here are the additional skills they are not all in this um teacher's notebook because that's uh, those are a lot of skills and this is a two-week project but i am going to definitely uh hit on uh most of those just like i did with the 131 already definitely quotes next week uh in the episode 44 in two weeks we will uh emphasize the um the quotes and how to teach those okay so i start out with essays and i'm thinking of um episode number one actually is three favorites so, so i believe that was three i think that came from peter pan so i think that was three favorite um three favorite peter pan characters okay which obviously you can do any three favorites. And that is one of my very favorite essays. And I talk about that in episode number one. That's one of my very favorite essays to start out with because um, anybody can have three favorites, right? So uh, in, the, in the whole scheme of giving students all the tools and equipping them to do any project, I don't, want to come at students with so many new skills all at the same time, so many new expectations all at the same time. So the beauty of the three favorites, any kind of three favorites, you can use that, that uh, teacher's notebook for any kind of three favorites. Um, they're writing about something that they're very, very familiar with. Now here, they, they might not know really three ways that fairy tales, fairy tales help kids, right? So this is a little bit less familiar and it's a little bit more advanced essay. But in the three favorites, it is, they're very familiar with what their three favorites are, right? So they are going to say, my three favorite Christmas traditions. My kids just wrote that, my junior high kids, my sixth graders, seventh graders, and maybe that was fifth and sixth. They just wrote that um, at Christmas time, actually last month. They just wrote uh, their three favorite Christmas traditions. And uh, so the beauty of that is that they already know a lot about the topic. And so it's so easy for them to come up with content. So the way I like to approach essay writing is like I mentioned, the one paragraph, one favorite concession. And then we're gonna move into the three paragraphs, but they are going to be one topic per paragraph. So in that case, it might be you know, Peter Pan, Wendy, and Tinkerbell, three favorite Peter Pan characters. And then with that three favorite Peter Pan characters, I tell them if they're, you know, worried about moving into the three paragraph body, or that, you know, they just came from the one and now we're doing three, or we just came from two and now we're doing three or whatever. I tell them to act as though each paragraph is a mini essay. So each paragraph is its own essay. And then I say, could you write an essay, a paragraph right now about Peter Pan and how much you like him? Um, and they say, yeah, I could do that. I, I, I've seen the movies. <laughs> I read the book. I went to Disney World, whatever it might be. And yeah, I could do that. Okay. Could you write a paragraph about Wendy? 
Yeah. I remember she's the older sister in the nursery and she goes to Neverland. Okay. You could write one about Wendy. Could you write one about Tinkerbell? Yep. I could do that too. Guess what? That's what you're going to do here. You're going to write an essay about Peter Pan. You're going to write an essay about Wendy. You're going to write an essay about Tinkerbell. So that is the whole idea behind three topics slash one topic per paragraph. And it's, it's, you just see the relief on students' faces. You, their shoulders come down. They breathe a sigh of relief. Huh, this isn't so hard after all, right? And isn't that what teaching is all about? Making content, making material, making lessons, making expectations digestible and doable for our students. Boom. So today they're going to do one paragraph about this way that fairy tales help kids, one paragraph about how this way fair, that fairy tales help kids, and one way that this, that this way, the last way that fairy tales help kids. Isn't that amazing? It's so easy to break that down like that and have students, um, you know, not be so concerned about the project and feel like they can do it. All right. So then, of course, just like every week, we're going to move into the sample, the student sample. And that student sample, in that student sample, we are going to focus on all of these. Let's see if I can get that to go away. Got something covering mine. Okay. Um, so we are going to focus on the opening and closing paragraphs, the three paragraphs of the body, the three ways, the thesis statement, the thesis statement reloaded, and any transition from one paragraph to another or the um, topic sentence of each paragraph. And again, I can harp on it for a really long time, but this right here is where it's at <laughs> because they are going to come out of this lesson uh, that, that I'm going to delve into a lot more next week or next episode. They're going to come out of that going, oh, I know, I have to have all of these things. There's my opening paragraph, there's what it's about, there's my thesis statement, um, there's my paragraph of body A, that's what it's about, there's my topic sentence or my transition after the opening, there's my paragraph of body B, there's what it's about. There's my topic sentence for that paragraph. Here's where I'm developing that idea that um, how fairy tales show the power of ordinary people to kids. And here is my POBC, my third paragraph, and how uh, this is the reason, the way that fairy tales help kids. And there's my topic sentence for that. Oh, there's my quote. I only have to have one quote. I'm basic, so I can just use the basic uh, opening speech tag. And here's my closing paragraph. It's a definition paragraph. I'm going to talk about that next week. And there is there. And here's my thesis statement reloaded. They are going to learn all the pieces that they need in this paper from this sample, and they're going to go away excited. Oh, I love that. Oh, I like. The, oh, I agree with that. And they're going to come away equipped. All right, so I'm going to walk through a little bit more, and then next week we're going to delve into the sample extensively, including quotations. So here we go. They're going to brainstorm, and then they're going to choose their three ways. So anything that they can think of. Of course, they can go back to that overview box and grab one of those as well. All right, then they're going to do their research, right, and uh, design their thesis statement. 
And this teaches about the thesis statement and how it can't be a topic sentence about one paragraph. It has to tell what the entire essay is about. And this is a working thesis statement because they will pull that out when it's time to do their opening paragraph and decide if that still works for the type of opening paragraph that they write. And then uh, there's the sample and there's where they put their working thesis statement. We have some quote lessons we'll talk about next week, next time, and then they outline. And in the outline, they have the first way that fairy tales help. And then they have their links and transitions. I'll talk more about those next week, next time. Then they have their support sentences, paragraph for body A, paragraph for body B, paragraph for body C. They're going to write, they're going to do an opening. They're gonna do a closing and they're gonna do a checklist challenge. All right, so next week we have a lot to delve in about this, but I hope that this has really uh, helped you see how to approach essay writing with your students, whether they are you know, second grade students or they are 12th grade students. They're, we're going to approach it in many of the same ways, right? A lot of um, expectation explanations, all the pieces that they need for that project, breaking down so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming and um, using a sample, which we will do a lot more next time. When we write with this approach, students feel equipped. They feel ready to do whatever it is that we're asking them to do. And that's really what teaching is all about, right? Giving the skills so that they, that they, so that they can use them, so that they can apply them. And um, that is why I love teaching from samples. I love the overview boxes that uh, I have. And for the overview for your students, if you're just writing this from scratch and you're not using this lesson that's in the teacher's notebook, you can just put it on the board. What, what are your expectations, right? You don't have to have, this is very detailed. My kids are used to this detail of the overview box. Um, and even new kids don't get overwhelmed because I have them grab their highlighters and make margin notes and highlight things and circle things and things like that so that they can come back anytime and look at the overview box and see what all of the um, expectations are. And they can see real quickly, you know, how many paragraphs do I need and so forth. Thank you for joining me for this episode of How I Teach, episode number 43. In episode number 44, we're going to finish this project and um, learn a lot more about all of the elements that they are going to include. And students like to be told, of course, what's expected. But when we can teach them, these are the things that you need. Here's your list. Make sure you have these things. Make sure you have a thesis statement. Make sure you have three paragraphs of the body. Make sure you have uh, transitions or topic sentences. Make sure you have your thesis statement, your thesis statement related, your opening paragraph, your closing paragraphs you know, and uh, make sure, and your whatever, however many quotes you have. And it's for many students and, you know, adults alike, those are like check boxes, right? We just check them off as we get things done. We check them off as they get them in their papers. All right, you can get more freebies in uh, all of the episodes, teacher's notebooks. So forward slash um, how I teach all of the 43 of the PDFs of the teacher's notebooks. So you'll have all of those lessons that I just referred to throughout this broadcast. And uh, to watch the episodes, you can come here to Language Arts Lady Blog, How I Teach. Here are three products 
that you can go right, you can go sign up for Language Arts Lady blog and you'll get 18 free products. But here are the three books that are kind of at this level, level three, Peter Pan, level four, Mowgli, level five, Peter Pan. And these are lessons with uh, videos of me teaching those. So those are some of the 18 freebies that you have. And here are some of the language arts lady um, individual products at Teachers Pay Teachers um, that have different kinds of essays. And you can see the level. Uh, one favorite concession is um, Dumbo two. So that would be fourth and fifth grade. Uh, and so those are the individual um, projects that are available at TPT. And then these are the books that contain essays for the Meaningful Comp full semester one. So thanks again for joining me uh, for Language Arts Lady and be sure to sign up for the blog and I am joining the grants. So you can find me at Language Arts Lady on Instagram as well. Thanks again.